0: We are in the Christmas season. Laverne did a great job of decorating. And uh, man, it's all about the... L- oh yeah, let's give her a round of applause. Thank you, Laverne. But it's all about the light of Christmas. I didn't tell her what it was, but you see these chandeliers? That's pretty awesome. It's got the little light there. Okay, that's pretty awesome. The trees, they've got the little lights on them. You know, that's where our scripture is. This is the theme of our Advent season. It says, You are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven that's what we're celebrating today usually i call this first candle the candle of prophecy and hope but today we're pro- or we're concentrating more on the hope that jesus brought to the world it's no coincidence what's happened to tracy's mom has affected me and i know god knew that i was going to be preaching this long before that ever happened but man So relevant for such a time. And this world really needs the hope of Jesus in it. But it needs us as Christians to make sure our little light shines for Jesus, okay? In this time. Because our world's never been more darker. Our world's never been so far without hope, okay? The more technology we get, the more stuff we bring into the world the darker I think the world gets because we miss God and this little baby down here that brought the hope into the world. But that's what our theme is this year, is to be the light of the world, okay? So as I light this first candle, that's what I want you to think about, is the hope of this Christ child. He was born not to set up a kingdom on earth, but to set up a kingdom in heaven And that's what it's all about. And he is the only way that we get to experience that joy, that kingdom later on in life, is if we accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior, as our Lord and Savior. Okay? So that's what it's all about. And she did a great job with the cross. You see the baby down below. He was born to die to take our sins away. So that was awesome. So let's pray as I light this candle. And go, go to the Lord here. Dear my Father, man, I'm used to doing this with a bunch of kids, but dear my Father, truthfully, we're all just kids following you. And dear my Father, we all want a simple life, but so many times we get in a rush, we get things in the world, and all this stuff, dear my Father, makes us busy, and we miss the simpleness of a Christmas baby laying in a manger our hope for the world Emmanuel God with us I just pray that this Christmas season that we would concentrate on being the light being the light that needs to shine in dark places help us to be instruments of you this Christmas season help us not to get tangled up in the hustle and bustle but to see you in everything that we can prompt us Lord when we need to do something to let our light shine a little bit brighter I just pray that you do that Jesus' name I pray, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Trent, would you light that candle for me, please? Any one of those besides the pink one? Oh, So today we are concentrating on hope. Like I said, this, this world's gone wrong. We have less hope today. Uh, in Job, guys, uh, man, let me read this passage in Job. It said, Job 8.13 13. So, the path of all who forget God, and there is no hope for those ones who forget God. That's what Job was saying. A lot of times we see people around us, we forget that uh, this world is pushing off a lot of things on us to put our hope in. I drive around Harrisburg, and I'm just amazed, guys, at our little city. How years ago we didn't have all this stuff, but how we legalized gambling i don't know if you realize it but there is a gambling place in almost every gas station that we go to there is a little place where they can go on and do their business you know a lot of people put their hope in that and you see it in our town a lot of people see their hope in the bottle okay there's a lot of liquor stores in our little town hey guys we live in the midst of it i'm telling you it's a dark world people aren't seeing god as their hope but i don't know if it's because we ain't shining our light or what but i pray that they would see the light of god in each one of us and they would quit going to those and put their hope in god because he's the only hope that satisfies amen and uh people i'm talking about are people who are lonely you know people that are lonely yeah, there are, they're out in our community. Do you know people that have suffered a loss? It doesn't have to be a loved one. It could be a loss of a job. It could be a loss of anything. But they suffer losses and they become hopeless because they just don't see the hope. Uh, they are out of control. Some people get out of control and just miss it. Some people get wronged. And man, because they were wronged, They can't see nothing else but that wrong. You know, they put their hope in justice. I want justice done, okay? And they lose their hope that they have in the Lord, okay? He tells us to forgive, doesn't he? Is that an easy thing to do? No. But with God's help, we can do it. I'm amazed at Thanksgiving time. How many families don't have families because, man, they did me wrong way back when. I can't celebrate with them. I can't be thankful. Guys, we need to look at the heart. God gave us a heart to love, a heart to forgive. Just as God's forgiven us, we need to forgive others. Okay? So that's part of that hope. Uh, they, were, they were wounded. Temptation. Man, I hated going here. Temptation. There's so many things that get us tempted. I, I'm a youth pastor, and I know that you all know that there's stuff out there for those kids all the time, man. There is sex ads. There's everything out there that gets them. There is drug ads, man. You need to take this to get rid of this problem, okay? Or whatever. There's all kinds of temptations out there that we can fall vulnerable to. And get this. We make it legal. I can't tell you how many kids say it's legal, it's all right. Wrong. The devil wants you thinking that way just because something legal doesn't make it right okay you get me there there's temptation all over some of us live defeated some of us wanted to be something that we weren't not and we can't go past that we're defeated but you know god didn't send us here to be defeated he came to give us a hope i've came across this this awesome quote here it says When you say a situation or a person is hopeless, you slam the door in God's face. Wow. Did you get that? Read it one more time like Dwayne does. When you see a situation or a person is hopeless, you slam the door in God's face. Because God is our hope. He is the hope for the world. That's the reason he sent the baby. To give us hope. All right. If you would, I'm gonna read this passage of scripture here. It's uh first Peter one three. 1 Peter one three. Feel like I'm in the youth department, man. We have Bible drills every now and then. First Peter one three. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercies has caused us to be born again a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So I was right when he said, hey, Jesus came. To die on that cross. He's our resurrection and our hope. He takes care of all our sins. He takes care of that relationship that needed to be satisfied. It's all about Him. You know, people can live 40 days without food. It's a pretty long time. I thought a little longer than three weeks. Some of us probably go a little longer, right? Okay. Uh, three days without water. You can live about three minutes without air. But guys, God created us or we can't live without hope. We can't live without hope. That's how important this hope is. What's your hope in? What's your hope in? The definition of hope is, uh, hope is desire or a certainty that things will happen. I can't believe it when I watch a football game now. I just made mention of this in our little town that we have all these gambling places. Man, even on the TV today, hey, you just make a wager, you'll win $100. Where's their hope? That they can't be wrong, that I'm going to win $100. Do you see how the world tries to sell false hope? Do you see how it bombards us all the time with just false messages? Man, this world is just... Heck, been on selling us on a wrong kind of hope. Okay? The word hope can often be confused with wishful thinking. If hope was something, it's hoping that something will happen, but we have no control over. Okay? We have no control over. It. Even though you think it's a sure thing, you still have no control on that. Okay? On the other hand, we do. We have a hope of the Lord. And a lot of times we take it for granted because it's a sure thing. Amen? Hope is an important thing. It helps during significant trials, uh, distresses. It offers security that God will arrive and through that we can see him now. And he can face the day-to-day stuff that goes on. He can be our hope of day-to-day living as we go on. I know as Tracy's family goes on, we just experienced the loss of her mother. One of the biggest things is, uh, man, she was one of these uh, daughters that called her mom every day. Every day. After Thanksgiving meal, we were eating over at the Holloway house and we were all gathered together and we were on our way home, me and Tracy. And she was uh, i was just mind wasn't there. She goes, wow, I need to call because it's such a habit in her life that she calls her mom every day to check on her. Do you realize the hope the Lord gives? We know where she's at. We know how she's doing because she told us with her own mouth. Her mom said, hey, I'm going home to be with the Lord, and I'm going to celebrate Thanksgiving in heaven. Isn't that awesome? That is such a hope. That is such a thing that we hang on to, that she is happy, that she is where she wants to be. And it was through the hope of Jesus Christ that she got to experience that. And she lived her life in such a way that that made that part of who she was, okay? That she lived in that hope all the time. And that's where I get back to the biblical hope. If you'll turn into Romans, we're going to Romans 15. Romans 15, and we're going to go down to verse 13. This is our biblical hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, he just doesn't leave that in his word. But as a Christian, he gives you the power of the Holy Spirit to live a life of hope. You might say, hey, Brent, that's a pretty sure thing. You better believe it. It's right there. But this Christmas season, it's important that we tell the world about the hope that we have. Because it's not optimism. We just don't see the glass as half full. It's not pessimism. We don't see the glass half empty either. We know it's a tough place. But we have a sure thing back here that can help us deal with both things. You see, in life, we have a tendency to drift. You might say, Brent, how do you know that? Well, I went to the beach with my family. We got to go to Myrtle Beach. That was the place. We had a lot of great waves out there, and we were down by the water. And I like to get out there and jump in the waves. You know, call me crazy or what. My wife's scared to do that. You know, I just get out there and do it. Fish is going to eat me. Who cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> Where well, we're going to do it. I'm not a beach person anyway, but that's my little enjoyment. But it's better than Holiday World because Holiday World, about the time you start enjoying the waves, guess what? They turn them off. You know what I mean? And you got to wait at least 15 minutes while they clear everybody out and do something. And then they start it back up again. But at the beach, they don't turn it off. Yeah, you can just jump and jump and jump before you know it. I didn't even notice. Before I noticed, I was drifting. I was drifting out it was strange I didn't realize it because it was out there so long I was having a ball and I was drifting you know what sometimes the devil makes you busy he distracts you from where you need to keep your eyes at your hope but you know the first instinct you do when you find yourself drifting is man I gotta make it shore. I gotta get back to dry land and that panic, what do you do? You swim straight back to the beach. You know, that's the worst thing you can do. You swim parallel and then go back in. Because you're probably caught in the current right there. If you swim back to shore, you ain't getting anywhere. A lot of times we think, Wait, oh, hey, I need to get back in church. I need to do this. I need to do that. Hey, you need to realize it first. Get your priorities back where your eyes are focused. As a Christian, guys, our eyes need to be focused on God's word. Because he whispers in God's word to us all the time about this hope, about how to live life, about how to live a life that's going to count. But it's found in God's word. But a lot of times we get too busy. They, oh man, I got to get that, that, that. No, we need to get this thing. This thing right here. It needs to be right there in your heart. And we need to cling to it. Best thing you guys can do, I encourage the youth all the time, you version Bible. Man, I'm a real big believer in that. I use it myself. It even gives you a little tracker for you guys that are competitive or, you know, uh, want to keep score. It does that. It'll tell you how many times you hit that thing, how many times you're in there, and it'll let you keep track. But it'll let you see how far you're drifting from what God is in your life. Because every day I need to refocus. Every day I need to make sure I'm focused on the hope that I have in the Lord. Because this world's going to steal me away. This world's going to make me lose my focus. Okay? Through distractions, through different things. It'll do that, okay? Forgive me, I'm preaching. <laughs> All right, Hebrews. Hebrews. Going to Hebrews now, guys. One verse I want you to see in Hebrews, uh, the Hall of Fame, the first verse. Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the, com- the conviction of things not seen. I want you to remember that because Paul in 1 Corinthians 13.13 13 says for a Christian life, To be lived, you need three things. Faith, hope, love. And the greatest of these is which one? Love. You guys read your Bible. That's good. All right. Awesome. But usually you think of that at a wedding time or whatever. But I want you to think on it today because faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Love. I want you to see something here. We walk not by sight, but by faith. Amen. Amen. One day he's going to come back and he's going to reveal the hope. In the faith where we put our faith in. he's going to come back. Those things are going to cease to exist because we're going to see with real eyes, real time. That what's happening out here. Everything that we can't see, we're going to be able to see. But the one thing that's going to last eternal is God's love. That is the reason his love is the greatest gift of all. Because that's what set in motion everything else. Amen? Do you see that? First John 4, 8 says, God is love. And we're going to dwell in the house of God forever. Uh, We read this scripture yesterday. uh, If I go and prepare a house for you, I'm going to come again and receive you into my sight. That where I am, there you'll be also. So we're going to live with him in heaven. And he is love. He is what we seek. Okay? I was told the first service, we all have a place in our heart for hope. Because you can't live without hope. But the only problem is the world sells us a false hope. Okay, it always does. It always tries to. But you need to realize your hope is anchored in this cross. is anchored in who he is and not who I am. Amen. Amen. I got real with the first church. I came down the floor and I said, hey, do you realize as your minister here at Dorisville Baptist Church, I've been here 25 something years. But I got clay feet. I walk just like you guys walk. I hurt just like you guys hurt. But there are some times in my personal life, the devil attacks. And you know the first thing he attacks? He attacks my hope. He attacks me in ways that it's like this. Hey, Brent, you ain't doing a good job. You know, you could do better. You know, and you know, if I let it, I'll I'll live there. But you know what? If I live there, I'm not experiencing his hope in my life. Okay. But I have to wrestle with that. And I know you guys wrestle with that. But I want you to know, as a guy with clay feet, the only thing that helps me is staying in tune with God's word. And listening to what he tells me I am. Because he tells me I am a masterpiece. He tells me I have a purpose. He tells me he loves me. A lot of times we listen to the world. We listen to other things that the world throws at us. And we think that's our hope. That's not. That's false hope. Let me get real with you one more time. If you need hope today, you know the best thing to do? It's to love God with all your heart. That's why I teach the big A kids. But also, the second part, love your neighbor as yourself. This Christmas season, as you're being the light, the best thing this world can do is try to give false hope. But if you by doing shoeboxes, by doing other things out here in our community. Do kind things. Give. Take the focus off yourself. Look at others. Help them when you see hurt. Listen to that still small voice that says you need to do something kind, maybe for that lady that needs help with her groceries. If we will listen, if we will give God says you can't outgive him. You're going to get much more back. But it's hard for us to understand sometimes because it's mine. It's not yours. Yesterday when I packed grandma up, she didn't get to pull a U-Haul trailer behind the hearse. It's not ours. Let me give testimony of what kind of lady Tracy's mom was. She was a lady that did sun baskets because God laid it on her heart that she needed to do something to encourage people. Her house was filled with soaps, little things from Bath and Body that guys have no clue. And, you know, it's just there. And she'd have these nice little baskets. And she would always write in there a hope for them. But she would deliver that to people that God laid on her heart that needed an uplifting. Isn't that awesome? Because we know on a cloudy day that sun's really up there, but sometimes we can't see it, right? And that was her reason for calling them sun baskets. So people would know that God's love's really out there, that you really count. And sometimes you need a little encouragement. And, guys. I'm not a lady, but she made me one. It was pretty awesome, I have to say. She gave me one, and it made me feel special because she thought of me and she prayed for me. That's pretty awesome. I was just telling these people down here, I'm needing prayer warriors. The reason I get to do the things that I do isn't because I'm a great guy. It's because I'm leaning on him to supply me with the needs, supply me with the ideas, supply me with the talent to do the things that i do people all the time go hey are you tired are you gonna grow up are you gonna do something besides youth ministry i love youth ministry i love seeing lives changed i can't tell you how many kids i've seen come through this youth group that are now serving the lord that are doing stuff for the lord man that does my heart awesome man because hey there's something that god used in my life to show them the way Because the way I live my life or what I did. But it's awesome. It's a great feeling. But that's what that baby did in that manger. When we focus on that baby this Christmas season, when we give, when we do the things that we do this Christmas season, let our light shine, we get to see him through the power of the Holy Spirit doing good in other people. And that's what this world needs. They need to know there's a hope in that stable. In that cradle, in that manger, and that hope lives in me and is able to affect other people. Amen? That's the reason he has us walk with clay feet. Okay? I'm not perfect, but man, I should have a compassion for my brothers and sisters. Okay? The worst thing is, is when we as human beings don't have compassion for one another because we know the paths that we walk are hard but we need to encourage one another along the way I think that's where the Bible says forsake not your assembling together I think that's the worst thing that came out of COVID is having us not assemble in mass together so we can draw encouragement from one another on how to live this Christian life it's in our hope But when you get a bunch of hope together, it's like a bunch of coals. It just catches on fire and goes. You know what I mean? That's what this world needs to see. It might move of God. Are you guys ready to move? You guys ready to be the light? Through the power of hope of Jesus Christ. That's where it's at. All right, turning into Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6 is a long one. But it's a good one. It says, For when God made the promise to Abraham, since he could swear by no other name or no other greater name, he swore by himself, saying, I surely bless you, and I will surely multiply you. And so, having uh, patiently waited, He obtained the promise. For men swear by a name greater than themselves, and with them an oath given, and the confirmation is an end of every dispute. In the same way, God, desiring even more to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeableness of his purpose, imposed on an oath. So that the two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge will have strong encouragement to take hold of a hope set before us. This hope we have is an anchor of our soul, a hope both sure and steadfast, and one that enters into the veil where Jesus has entered, As the forerunner for us. Having become a high priest. Forever according to the order of. Melchizedek. Here I go guys. Do You know. When this world has something bad happen. Maybe I was hammering a board. And boom I hit my finger. They swear an oath. Whose name do they use? God's name. Why don't they use somebody else's name? Because in this sinful world, I think down deep in their heart, they know whose name's higher. You see, when God made Abraham an oath, he could swear by no other name. He could promise by no other name. But he promised in a God that never lies. So, by a God that never lies, who made his promise. How many promises are going to come true? Man, you guys are smart, man. I don't even know why I'm up here. All those promises are going to come true, right? So, he is our hope. He is the reason. That thing uses an uh, anchor in the description today. I brought my boat anchor. I got rid of my boat, but I kept the anchor. It's a little souvenir, you know? Let them get their own anchor, you know what I mean? But I like to go out to Wren Lake. I had a 20-foot boat. It was great, man. Becca keeps wanting me to get another boat, but heck no, all right? Ain't got the time. But it was fun. We go out there tubing. We go out there and do all things. And I take the youth group out there. Sorry, youth. I'm not able to take you out there anymore. But we had a great time tubing. We had all this fun stuff. But it gets to where it gets hot, and everybody wants to go swimming. So... Everybody jumps out of the boat. And you don't know it, but that boat floats down the lake. Even though there ain't current, the wind catches it and it floats it down the lake. Floats it away from where you're swimming. It makes it a little difficult to get back to the boat. You know what I mean? But a great invention is these anchors. You tie a good rope on this. Get a little chain on there. Make it heavy. You throw these things out. In Wren Lake, it's a lot of mud, so this thing's a little heavy, so it sinks down in the mud. But you see these two bits here? It digs down in the mud and anchors my boat so it won't float away. This will hold about a 20-foot boat, but if I had a great big boat, guess what? I need a bigger anchor. But the big deal is, an anchor doesn't work unless it hits something Unless it gets something, bites something on the, the underside of the underwater down there. If it just sits there on top, it'll just pull. All right? If I throw it out here on the floor, it's not going to dig in. It's just going to pull. Okay, it's going to go. It's going to drift. But you know, God needs to be our anchor. He needs to be our anchor that holds us from drifting. I talked about that earlier, but he really does. Because of his unchanging character, because of his ability not to lie, we can anchor our life to that. I don't know about you, but I can't watch TV anymore. When I say I can't watch TV anymore, the news makes me mad. I used to be a Good Morning America fan, I ain't watched that in two years. And I ain't going to watch it, just because I can't believe what they tell me. You know Facebook? You know the internet? Man, my wife gets so mad at me sometimes because I'll tell her. And I just say, I'm just telling you, okay? It's not fact. I'm just revealing something I've heard, okay? We're just trying to see if there's any truth in it, you know, about the COVID virus, about all this stuff, about masks, about all this stuff. You know, they got a lot of information out there, and everybody tells you it's the truth. But guys, I'm yet to hear somebody say, hey, this is the way it is. Because it's hard to live this life when you don't know the stinking truth. That's the reason I'm so happy as a Christian that he gives me his word. Amen. Amen. It helps me anchor to him, okay? It helps me anchor to him you know the best thing for this anchor in a big ship and that type of thing is to hit and then get behind a rock or something and that rock ain't going to move what did jesus tell us to build our firm foundation on a rock rock. not sinking sand not mud but a rock bedrock if you get that kind of anchor firm it's going to hold in all kinds of storms it's going to hold in all kinds of mess that this world throws at us. But we need to realize, do you have your anchor out? Are you hooked in to Jesus? He says it goes beyond the veil. Let me give you a little picture here. This is the tabernacle veil. This is the Holy of Holies where the priest only went once a year to go back and offer blood, sacrifice, sacrifice. For our sins. When Jesus came. He was the perfect lamb. He is our sacrifice. This child died on that cross. To give us the eternal forgiveness of sin. All we have to do is believe. And accept. You know. This could be the best anchor of all. It could be a thousand dollar anchor. It's not going to be any good. If I get it all tied up. And throw it out. You know it's happened before. Don't tie it on to the boat. You laugh, but it's happened. It's happened to the best of us, if you'll be honest. But you forget to tighten it on to the thing you want to hold. Okay? You can know all about the process. You can know all about the hope. But unless you really put it inside you and you tie it off, it's not going to do you any good. Okay? you got to have it tied off. you got to have that anchor tied off. We ain't going there, but I also forgot the drain plug on the boat a couple of times, too. Just ask the kids. Mom really knows because she's panicking, okay? But it does happen to the best of us because we get busy with life, and that's the way life is. The storms of life come, and we get busy. We forget, Okay? that's where the devil comes in okay that's where the devil plays your havoc okay he messes with that mind get you distracted don't be distracted stay focused on the hope the hope is the hope is jesus christ Christ. very good man thank you thank you i'm wanting you guys to get this today give me some feedback all right a little bit here all right, we, we got it. Okay. One thing we're coming up with, make sure I get this on this anchor. It keeps you from drifting. He's a rock. He's a refuge. He is the place we go, all right, when the storms of life hit. The best song I ever heard, I used to sing it in church all the time, On Christ the Solid, Rock I Stand. All other ground is sinking sand. That's pretty awesome. And I did mention once before, but I'm going to say it again. I'm going to challenge you guys. God gave us the best gift, okay? Love. But the only way he loves any good is if you give it away, okay? And the mystery of the gospel is, it's more blessed to give than to receive. I said that once already, I know, but I want you to challenge you because I think as Americans, I think as blessed people, we are so blessed, but God's entrusting us to give and let other people know that we have the love of Christ in us. That's the reason I'm so impressed with these shoeboxes. I so love going and doing the packing and all that at the assembly plant to get these things off because I know There is a gift in there. I know that that's going to change somebody's life. But I need to have that same encouragement around town. Like when I said earlier that we had all these gambling facilities, we had all this stuff, I'll be honest with you. I get the opinion, well, God, I did my part. What can you do? That's the wrong attitude, isn't it? That is not the right attitude. I don't know. There's something in my heart that does that sometimes. It becomes hard. It doesn't want to be soft. You know, at a restaurant, it doesn't happen a lot, but Dwayne always likes to go out to eat, you know, and I'm always paying the bill and stuff. (laughs) But I'll leave the tip. Sometimes I leave a bigger tip what I need to leave just because I want to bless somebody amen. amen sometimes it needs to be somebody out of the ordinary you know I was at the gas station the other day filling up the church van I had the church name on it and I was getting it ready to go on another trip and this lady if I was judging and you all know that you go there too <laughs> this lady didn't look she you afford anything I was thinking to my spirit, wow, she's got a great big van. She's almost like a church van. I wonder how she's going to pay to fill that thing up with $3.50 gas. You know what I mean? Lo and behold, she came over to me. held out her hand and I shook it. She gave me $20. She said, God told me to give you that. why did God tell her to give me that $20? Because I lost my focus. I wasn't seeing the great things in life. I was becoming a little pessimist. But God renewed my strength right then when I needed it the most. Do you see the power of giving God says test me in this and you'll see what a great God I am who owns everything God here it is it's hard to understand if I give you $10,000 and I tell you I need a $1,000 back can you give me a $1,000 back sure because you got $10,000 you are getting a better deal right I wish I could do that all the time right you realize it's all God's anyway the problem is when we come in ownership of it, we hold it like this. And God wants us to hold it like this. So we can use it for His good and His glory. Isn't that what He said when we let our light shine? It's for His glory. But there's something when you give, guys. It causes his heart to melt and causes his heart to know this love gift over here is amazing. And man, I love that feeling. When God uses me in a special way, when God does something in my life, I love it. Yesterday, when we were walking out of that funeral service, I felt it again. I felt God doing something in my heart, saying, hey, I want you to take this extra leap of faith. I want you to become more attached to the hope I'm giving you. God can do it if we'll just let him. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't tell you to do these things, guys, without equipping you to do these things. But the only thing is, you need to give it. You need to surrender it to him to allow him to use you. If I always think i got a better idea, I'm never going to follow God's plan. I'll give you a great example. I was wanting to be a pharmacist. Man, I was wanting to be a pharmacist bad. That was my plan for my life. But you know how many times I failed organic chemistry? Twice. Because this hard head would not accept I'm closing the door, son. It ain't happening. I want you to walk by faith. I want you to affect young people's life because I've affected your life and I want you to be a blessing to these young people. Man, it's awesome. Do you know Grandma? I call Grandma Tracy's mom. She was a youth director. It does my heart so good because, man, me and Tracy met as young people. It's hard for my kids to understand that we were young (laughs) once. But God used her in a mighty way because she was a volunteer youth director and she did all these fun activities. She showed us who Jesus was by the way she lived her life. There's such a push in churches to make a big flash. But guys, the big flash isn't where it's at. It's in the everyday walk. Of the hope of Jesus Christ. Where we need to be the flash. But this world will tell you it's no fun. It's not not right. It is fun. And it is right. Ask anybody that's shared Jesus lately. It's the biggest rush you'll ever get. We need to do more of it. We need to let that light shine. And give him the glory. I'm going to have these guys come forward for invitation before they do I want you to examine where your hope lies has the world sold you a false hope is the world getting you where you don't need to go this Christmas season are you more about the bargains are you more about the other stuff Santa Claus all that other junk that you get with Christmas time or are you more focused on the baby in the manger the hope of the world that came I can't make you serve the Lord. I can't make you have the hope. But I can show you the hope. Each one of us has got to decide in our own heart. That's where I want it to be. And it's a daily struggle. It's a daily decision. To follow him and have that hope. But Each one of us needs to do that. Stand this morning. my Father, I thank you for your word. Man, I thank you for the blessing of just this week, My Father. It's hard for me to say, but man, you caused storm. You caused us to realize where our hope is or where our faith is. And my Father, as a church family, I just thank you for your word today. Every time I went back, it's always your word, your word, your word. It gives hope. It gives reason for life. It gives me a reason to get out of bed. And then my father, I thank you for that. I pray that you'd be at the ones in here that don't know you as their Lord and Savior. Man, if they're listening on Facebook, if they're listening on the radio today, you would have something go out of the ordinary. May you show up and show off. May you convict them where conviction's needed. Then my father, if there's some of us that are Christians today that have Wandered a little bit that our anchor slipped that we're drifting. I pray that you give us back where you need us to be so we can withstand the storms we can withstand the things that come in our everyday life. Help us to be anchored to you Jesus. You paid a mighty cost to get our relationship right with the Lord. Help us to walk in that help us to have the hope that we can do all things in every situation. It's not hopeless, but it's hopeful because of who you are. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray. All God's people say.